0: tandem nomads episode 257 so you know that this is time for you to hire a virtual assistant or maybe you're still a little bit hesitant and wonder how you can make sure to make the right choice and to find the right fit for you So we are going to discuss this in this episode. Hello Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and great tips to build a successful portable business, to thrive in your global nomadic life and through any transition. This is your host, Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. I can tell you one thing for sure is that I wouldn't have been able to build the business that I have built today without the amazing help of my team. And also without that decision from the get-go to hire a virtual assistant. And as I grew, my team grew with me. So I definitely believe that you don't need to wait until you grow until you make a lot of money before you start hiring an assistant in your business. In fact the more time you can free from tasks that you don't need to do yourself the more bandwidth you will have to be able to focus on your business and on the money generating activities. So if you are hesitating whether or not you should have a virtual assistant my big advice to you is start as early as you can and it doesn't have to be a lot of investment at the beginning. It can be a small investment and then as you grow you start increasing the number of hours that you commit a virtual assistant to you. However I do know that the process to finding the right fit is... Sometimes a little complicated and takes a little bit of time. So in this episode, I want to share with you some guidance on how to do this in an effective way based on my own learning experience throughout this process. As I mentioned, I started with one VA and over the time I grew my team and today I have about four people in my team. The one thing before I get into today's episode is to understand that in order to build this team or even just have one virtual assistant in your team, it takes some patience and some time. So Give yourself a little bit of that time because I noticed that a lot of people who start getting um, accustomed with the process of hiring a virtual assistant, if it doesn't work the first time they quickly get discouraged and then decide to go and do their own thing on their own and back to square one where you get overwhelmed and have so much to do and so much work that you struggle to keep up with everything. So first big insight here is give yourself some time to get to build that team. No, it takes some experience and error and trials to get there. And this is also why the earlier you start, the better it will be, so that when your business really picks up and grows, you already have the systems in place to be able to hire and onboard your team members. So there are three things that I will cover for you in this episode. The first one is how to define the criteria and questions to hire a good VA. The second one is how to make sure that this person is the right fit and have a real smooth onboarding process so that the cooperation or the collaboration works well. And finally, where to find the right virtual assistant. So let's get started with this first question about the criteria and the questions you need to ask when you interview your potential virtual assistants. The first place to start with that is to understand exactly what you need in your business. And here you really want to sit down and look at what are the tasks that you are having in your business that are taking you a lot of time and that you don't need to do on yourself for example all the scheduling of your newsletter the updating and uploading of your blog or your podcast on the website or all those little technical skills that you have but you don't need to do on your own that you could easily dedicate to somebody else so list all those tasks that you feel like You could really do much better if you could get this away from you and focus on other things that generate money. So think about those tasks. And then also, when you look at those tasks, look at um, the online tools and other maybe areas of expertise that are needed to be able to fulfill those tasks effectively. For example, in my case about half a year ago I needed to hire a OBM. OBM is an online business manager, somebody who manages all the back-end systems of my my company, starting with a podcast, uh, with a website, with a newsletter, etc. But on top of those traditional tasks of a VA, an OBM is also somebody who actually thinks of processes and systems and how to improve productivity and effectiveness in the back end of the business. For example, one of the roles of my OBM is to look at my client onboarding process and making sure that when the client's on board, and my in my programs, that the flow is is really smooth and that the things are working well. Also, the OBM has the job to st- think of more like the strategy in terms of automation, in terms of scalability, and all of those things. So on top of those traditional VA tasks, an OBM does a little bit more in terms of strategy and creating effective processes in the back end of a business. So all of these things require a few online tools, So in order to be able to hire the right person, I needed to make sure that the person that I hire is familiar with the online tools that I use. So for me, that was the key priority because I knew that in my case, I wanted somebody who was operational right away with these tools. So I listed all those tools and that was the first way to eliminate the potential VAs is whether they knew these tools or not. So think about it in your case, what are those non-negotiables that are really important for you for the VA to have which then leads to two important things that you need to decide to make the right choice of VA. So the first decision you need to make is what is going to be your strategy with this hiring process of the VA and for this strategy there's two ways to go especially when you're starting this is important to define and have clarity because I feel like the whole frustration comes from not having this clearly set and what i'm talking about here is making the choice between first of all saying i want somebody who's immediately operational which means most of the time that you're ready to invest the money that it requires to have somebody who already has a lot of experience in what you need or you say i don't have a lot of budget but i'm willing to have somebody who grows with me And I'll show you how to make sure that this person grows with you properly but these are two key strategies here that you need to choose. Do you have the budget to hire somebody who's operational immediately? If not are you willing to take the time to have somebody come into your business and who has the initial skills that are necessary to learn but who would need to learn a little bit to become fully operational? But for that, you need to ask the right questions to know if this person has the potential and the past experience that will lead to them being able to learn effectively the new tasks or the new skills that you need in your business. For example... I had some VAs in the past who knew a little bit about online marketing, who knew a little bit about email processes, but were not 100% familiar with my online tool. But they used other online tools and they had the skills and the knowledge to learn how to learn to use these tools, if you see what I mean. So when I started, I was willing to give it the time. Also, I remember my first VA was a listener of the Tandem Nomads podcast show and she didn't have yet that experience. But she and I made an agreement that during the first three months, I believe, I don't remember exactly how many months, but that we I would train her and then after those three months, if she's happy and she likes it, then we could continue working together, which we did for at least a year or two. So this is um this is A big decision you need to take do you have the budget to hire right away somebody operational if not then you would need to go with somebody maybe who are a little bit cheaper doesn't have the experience but you need to ask the right question to make sure that they have the minimum experience for them to be able to learn quickly how to implement the aspects of your business So make that decision, which route you're going to go. Are you going to go hire somebody who is efficient and experienced with your tools and whatever you need, or are you willing to take the time to train somebody? Which leads me to another thing about this first point is whether or not you should have those skills. So most of the time, I highly recommend that we have a little bit of an idea of The expertise we need. For example, let's say that you need a VA to be able to schedule your newsletters and to grow your email list. Well, obviously, you need to have a little bit of experience with it so that you can choose the right person for you. But maybe there are some other bigger tasks, for example, programming or graphic design, things that, okay, you have a bit of an idea, but it's so much better to hire a professional who knows about these things better so there is a lim- there is a balance between knowing enough about something so that you know if this person that you're hiring is good at it um versus being completely proficient and spending time to learn on to learn those tasks on your own when it's about online tools especially as a portable business i highly recommend to have a bit of an idea at least and if you have the budget then hire somebody who is fully proficient in that tool or that type of task, but definitely if you have a bit of experience, it will be so much easier for you to judge if that virtual assistant is good at that task. And the second big thing that I want to highlight about the criteria of the VA that you want to hire. So here is one of the mistakes that I've done at the beginning and I learned from it and I now highly recommend you not do that is to try to find one VA that does everything in your business. I believe, and I've experienced over time, that it's much better to list all the criteria and the tasks you need to be done in your business and then divide those into groups or types of activities so that you can have in your business a list of roles, I'm insisting on the word roles that you need to fulfill in your business. And from there, you decide to find a VA for each one of those different roles or positions. For example... When I started, I needed somebody to manage my newsletter, my email list. I needed somebody to do copywriting for my show notes in my newsletter. And I needed somebody to do the graphic design and uh, help me schedule my social media. So these are a lot of tasks. And I was looking for somebody who would do all of this. And what happens with that? First of all, it becomes very hard to find the right person right away. Because most of the time, one person will be really good at, for example, managing email lists, but not good at graphic design, or really good at uh, copywriting, but not good at managing the online tools of a newsletter. And it became really hard to find the right person. And the second issue with that, when I try to find one person who does everything, is that if something happens to that person, if that person is sick, if that person decides to go on maternity leave, I had this happen to me twice, um, then suddenly... You have all those activities that you, that need to be replaced by somebody else, and that's a lot of work to go find another person. So I think it's much safer for the sustainability of your business is to have more than one virtual assistant in different areas. And as a portable business, I can just give you real quick here the different areas where I split them. This is why I have more than one virtual assistant. I've split the tasks among. Uh, different people. I have one person who takes care of anything related to communications with any stakeholders inside and outside of my business and who's in charge of copywriting. Anything that has to do with communication is one person. Then I have a person who's specialized in graphic design, all the graphics. Then I have another person who's in charge of the online tools, all the scheduling stuff, all the systems behind in the back end of the business. And then I have somebody who now recently joined my team to edit my podcast and do the show notes of this podcast. So you see, now that I have all these tasks divided, then I don't need to rely on finding one person who's good at all of these things and if somebody cannot do a certain task I can take over for those couple days if needed or I have somebody else in the team who can take over but at least we don't have all the activities of the company that are disrupted. So My big advice for you here is don't try necessarily to find one VA that does everything. Find a VA who's really good at one thing and a couple more, then split the tasks accordingly. And that way, you build the right team for longevity in your business. In fact, it can create a lot of work to constantly have to find somebody. So it's really important that you run your Business like an entrepreneur, and think of your business as a leader and as a team, you want to have a team that wants to work with you for the long run. So the best way to do it is to really think of those different tasks but also the different roles that you need in your business so that you can have some sustainability in your business growth. All right, so once you have made those two big decisions, then comes the more practical aspects of asking the right questions to your VA and making sure that you are selecting the right people for these different roles. So first of all, as I mentioned before, you need to list the tasks they need, make sure they have the experience and then find whether you are willing for them to learn on the go or if you want somebody who's completely operational. So based on that, you will decide what questions to ask to know that. But here are a couple more things that I invite you to pay attention to especially as a portable business. So one of the things that I learned over time is to actually be cautious with the time zones of your team um, so that you can have clear expectations of when can people deliver. The more you're organizing your business, the less short deadlines and um, flexibility you need in your business. However, it's important to know what is the time zones and also the deadlines and the reactivity of that person. You need to ask yourself, how reactive do you need this person to be? And how available do you need this person to be? So ask this person, you know, how many hours or days ahead does this person need to know about a certain task to be able to fulfill it? On average, it's not always perfect, but that's a question that you want to ask. Another one that you want to ask is how many hours is this person available for you per week so that you know how many clients they have. And usually if they're really, really stretched in terms of time, they can't be very flexible. However, sometimes if they have too much time available, it might mean that they're not very busy in their business So unless you decide to have somebody full time in your business that's also sometimes for me where I say I try to be very cautious, trying to understand how come they're not very busy. So I actually would ask that question, say, OK, so you have a lot of hours. What is the reason behind that? Is it that you haven't found the clients yet? Or is it that you have other things to do? So what? Are, how many hours do you want to fill in your job right now? And that way, you know how much room for growth you have in your business. Remember, when I said at the beginning uh, that, especially in my case, I want to grow with my team and all the people who worked for me started with small amount of hours and start increasing, increasing their amount of hours with me, which means that their revenue with me kept increasing. So you want to know how much bandwidth do you have for that with your team, if this is where you want to go with them. Uh, And that's a question that I always ask is how many hours do you have available per week to know how much room we have, not only for flexibility, for reactivity, uh, for short deadlines, but also for long-term growth. The other type of questions you want of, not necessarily questions directly, but what you need to have a sense for is to know how much experience they have. But I also invite you to watch how they communicate. Look at, for instance, also their own... Let's say, for example, you're looking for a VA who does social media or you're looking for a VA who does uh, websites. This is a typical example for me. If I hire somebody to have a great website... (laughs) I expect this person to also have a great website. So try to find on top of the examples that you asked them to give you. So don't hesitate to ask a VA uh, to share with you their past projects, example of their past projects, what they deliver to other clients. And most of the time they actually have authorization or can ask authorization for that. Figure out if they have testimonials from other clients, that's also very useful. But also look at their own work, look at their own marketing, if this is somebody who does marketing. So I'm not saying that if somebody doesn't have a good website, is not able to have to make a good website, although this one is really bold in line, but there's a fine line between having a VA who's good at what they do and not necessarily applying it to themselves, or sometimes too good at what they do so much that they might not be the typical VA. Give me a second here to clarify what I'm trying to say. Um, So first of all, like you want to have some kind of proof that what they say they can do, that they can do it. So that's my first point, all right? So ask for examples, ask for case studies, look for testimonials, but also look at their business? Is there something visible that you can see that shows whether they can do that really well? But then be careful with that because I can tell you with my experience, I had the opposite situation happen to me. I found a really good person who was really proficient and very experienced and I was like really excited. But what I realized is that this person is so professional, so good that I could sense that this person was moving to becoming more of an entrepreneur where this person would actually hire a team of other VAs to do the job that I hire her for and I'm like this is not where I want to go I don't want to have an agency which I'm talking about it later an agency of VA that brings me other VAs and she was so good that I could see that she was not anymore in the space of staying or or being a virtual assistant She more wanted to create her own company with other virtual assistants. And there's nothing wrong with that. But again, it's about expectations. I wanted to have a direct contact with the person who would work with me. So, you know, somebody who's too good at something sometimes can also be, (laughs) uh, you need to watch whether this person is going to continue to do this job. And I know, and I have in my team, some people who are really good. Actually, all my people in my team are really good at what they do but they're they're really happy with the job they do for other companies and other businesses. So they're not willing to go and hire other people to do what they do. So this is one little warning, especially now with the market of the VAs that are exploding. The VAs who have been successful are not hiring their own VAs to do the job. And uh, slowly that turns into their own agency. So pay attention to that. All right. Um, yeah, so basically... The last piece here um, about defining the criteria and figure out what questions you need to ask is understanding what are the goals of this person? What is What are the expectations of this person? What is this person looking for as a partner to work with? You want to ask that question, for example, simply ask, okay, um, you know, what are your intentions with this job? What is interesting for you in this position? How much... How many years do you see yourself doing this? I would actually ask this. I've been asking this. How many years do you see yourself doing this? If this person is saying a year or two, or if this person is even saying a few months, that for me is a signal that I'm not going to go work with somebody who looks at doing this for a few months ahead. Um, I had a person, for example, tell me she was a great fit. I loved her and and she had everything. She checked all the boxes but then when I asked her okay what are your plans for the next months so her plans were to was actually to to go on holidays and travel the world but not even work while traveling she wanted to basically travel the world and just have fun. And that's okay. But I knew that if that was her plan, then she's not going to be a good fit for me where I need somebody who's going to be all year, year round available. Of course, we all have holidays in my team. We all have holidays and we tell to each other when we're going to go on holidays. But if it's this sabbatical type of year where this person just wants to make a little bit of money on the sign, then it was not a good fit. So ask your VA about their goals and what are the plans for the next year or the time frame that is important to you. And my final tip here about how to define the criteria and hire the right VA for you, obviously is to interview more than one so that you can make an educated decision. And when you go through the process of interviewing based on what I just shared with you, all these VAs, also, don't hesitate to listen to your instinct. It's really important that you have a good feeling and a good rapport and a good um, uh, impression about this person that you feel like, okay, this is going to work. Sometimes the people would fit all the criteria, but you need to get along with those people. You need to be on the same wavelength or... However, you don't need to be friends, that's for sure. But it's important to kind of also figure out the values of this person if you share similar values. And finally, the more this person knows about your business or your industry, the better it is for you. So try to also figure out how much experience in your industry that this virtual assistant has. Um, because that is also a way on top of the technical knowledge of the industry to know if there are sort of like-minded people. This is very important as well. So try to get some questions there to figure that out in terms of industry, in terms of values, but also listen to your intuition. This is really important. All right, so I gave you here a lot of guidance on how to define the criteria and ask the right questions to hire the right VA for you. Now I want to share with you some insights on how to assure that this person is the right fit when you start working together. This is after you made the decision and how to make sure to have a smooth experience uh, once you start working together because you never know if the right person, because you never know if this person is gonna be the right fit for sure until you start working together. So you need to use that time when you start working together to be strategic about monitoring if this is going to be the right fit. So this is also about expectations It's really important, like I said at the beginning, to expect that things might not go as planned. It is important that you understand that all those questions and guidance and interviews that you had before, there's nothing that can guarantee that this is the right fit until you start working together. So here are a few things you can do when you get started to make sure that the onboarding process goes smoothly, but also that if it doesn't work out, that you have an easy way out. Because if you prepare for it, it becomes much easier to either fix things or discontinue so that you can find somebody else. And ultimately, it's really about finding the right person, like I said before, for long term success and for long term growth together. So my first advice about this part is all about expectations. It is so important that your expectations and the expectations of your VA are really clear. So for that, hopefully with the first part that we've discussed today, you already have had the right questions and the right conversations to set the expectations right in both sides. So that's where everything starts. And the second thing that I wanted to insist on, although I said it before, is to also be patient through the process and be willing to take the time to go through that process. Don't expect to hire a VA and that this VA would be operational the first second that this person comes into your business. Obviously, you need to have a bit of an onboarding process to be able to make that transition smooth. So that unburdening process, it would be hard to go into details, but I will give you some tips here. Before I go into those tips, What I want to say to you is that the more organized you are in your business, the more you have put in place certain processes in your business, the better the onboarding process will be for your VA. If it's in a mess in your business, it's going to be very hard for you to have a successful transition with a VA. The more organized you are, the better it will be for you. For example, when it's about delegating the content management of your social media and all your weekly content, the more you have an organization for yourself, the better it's going to be to explain to your VA what to do when and set up deadlines and as well as have a clear timeline in your business so that you can organize yourselves and communicate the best way possible. For that to happen, What you need in your business is an SOP, a Standard Operating Protocol. Every single project that you have, especially the projects that are repetitive, for example, your weekly content, you need to have an SOP for it. So if you are part of my online program that's called the Portable Business Accelerator, where I teach you all the foundations and step-by-step how to build those solid foundations for a successful portable business, a huge piece of this program is taking you through the 12 steps to create weekly content consistently and effectively. So those 12 steps are actually what will help you create your SOP. I will it would be very difficult to teach that in a podcast episode. So if you're interested, make sure to tune into to check in my online program called the Portable Business Accelerator, where I really take you step by step through the process and give you templates and basically I chew all the work for you. All you have to do is to follow the checklist one step at a time. So if you have that organization, it's very easy to bring in a virtual assistant that will know exactly what happens when and when this person needs to execute. So look at your projects and try to put in, in a standard operating protocol, a step-by-step process so that it is easy to explain to the person how to what tasks this person has to do and when it has to be completed. I have another episode where I talk a little bit about that and I will put it in the show notes of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 257. And I will also put inside the link to my program, the Portable Business Accelerator, where you can see in details how this program works and how you could take benefit of it to be able to create great processes in your business to save time for yourself, but also to create the foundations that will allow you to grow your business including with a team. So check it out on tandemnomads.com slash 257. All right. So with this processes, the tips I'm going to share with you will work even better. But here are other things that you can do to make sure to have a smooth onboarding process with your VA and be sure that this is the right fit. So the first thing uh, is to actually have a trial period, and it's all about setting those expectations. Like I said before, having clear expectations. So having a trial period of one to three months, and saying, okay, let's start with a trial period of one month, for example, or say three months if it's if you need more time. But usually, one month should be enough to have an idea of this is if this is going to work. And the other way to do it as well is to start the collaborations with small tasks. Start with a small task and small responsibility, maybe the most important one for you. Make sure that it works smoothly and then keep increasing their responsibility. This is something that really worked for me, especially when I was looking to build a team, was to start small, start with small responsibilities. And then the more the person managed to master their role, I would keep increasing it. And that's also a great incentive because in terms of revenue, it is a great way for the person to stay motivated, to stay engaged and to see that they actually have a long-term vision for their own business with us. That they see that this is a great win-win situation. So their motivation keeps growing when you see that their role is growing within the company as well. Not only their role, but also their revenue. So communicate that from the beginning so that, again, the person knows that if the commitment to these tasks is done well, and if the collaboration works well, it will lead to even better opportunities down the road. And finally, if despite of all of that, it doesn't work, then as soon as you start having a hunch this is not going to work, make sure to find somebody else as quickly as possible. Don't drag this because the more you drag, the more it's going to be difficult for you to get out of it. So I always try to find, and it's not always easy, but trying to find that balance between giving a chance for the person to learn, to grow. And then at some point, if you don't see any progress, you need to make that executive decision of saying, okay, this is not working. So I highly recommend you, First of all, to make sure that this person, whoever works with you, has a SOP and you have clear communication and methods so that if this person leaves and when this person leaves, you know everything about their work and you know where the information is saved that you lose nothing when a person leaves. That is really important. This is where SOPs are super critical. When you have a clear standard operating system, you have also a system to save the documents, to save all the work so that you don't have to search for it when a person has to leave or when you decide to terminate a relationship, a contractual relationship. So make sure that um, you are Paying attention before you decide to stop a collaboration, make sure that you have access to all the information you need. I'm going to give you an example of something that happened with a great collaboration, but the person went on maternity leave. We created a lot of Google documents, and this person was the owner of these Google documents. And when this person left on maternity six months down the road, many months later, This person has deleted the folder with all our work together because she had decided to not go back to business before a long time. And when she deleted that, it actually deleted some documents in my own system that I couldn't access to anymore. So this is where it's important to have a clear communication with your assistant that you are the owner of all the tools and all the documents. Make sure that you have access to everything in case something happens on their end. So this is really important as well. All right, so I talked about, first of all, how to define the criteria of the right VA for you and what kind of questions you need to ask to choose the right VA. Then the second big piece was how to assure that this person is the right fit and how to have the right onboarding process. And finally, I want to share a couple of tips here about where to find this person, where to find this ideal VA and that is not always easy as well. So very quickly, first of all, using your network is the best place to go to find the right VA. Working with people that other friends or peers have worked with can always, always be more helpful than when you go blind not knowing anybody who knows your VA. But also, maybe in your audience, there are some people who are looking for a VA. And I love that. Uh, And I like this option because when somebody is already consuming your content, they know your business from the consumer side, they might be able to help you even better and have a better understanding of your business when they work with you. So this is not always possible. But just in case, maybe in your audience, there are some people looking for such a position. This is what I've been doing. A lot of the people who've been working in my team are actually part of the Tandem Nomads community. And it makes it so much more pleasant and easy to make these people get it, you know, that they get what we are here for. So uh, it's also, as I said before, about being like-minded people and ticking in the same way. So start by asking in your network and in in your audience, make it public for people that you are searching for this type of VA and list all the competences and skills and tools that you need this VA to be able to master. And then there are a few places where, especially if you're just starting out, where you could Try to find a VA. So this one is not a guarantee. There's a lot of hit and miss, which is Fiverr. I will put the link in the show notes of this episode. It's a website where you can find a bunch of experts in various different fields. So as I said, it's a hit and miss, um, but you need to be willing to try it out and see. There's another platform especially to to hire these assistants that's called Upwork. So Upwork is a bit more the upscale version of Fiverr. It's a bit more expensive, but also more experienced people in there. So check that out as well. Then I highly recommend you to go on Facebook and make some search on the search bar of Facebook for Facebook groups of digital nomads and virtual assistants. There's a lot of Facebook groups there where you could post your announcement. Also, LinkedIn is a place where you can look for virtual assistants. A lot of them are on LinkedIn. So you can search on LinkedIn for virtual assistants. And finally, with a Google search, you can do that. It actually happened to me to find somebody by just Googling. And what will happen is that you might often also find virtual assistant agencies. And I want to talk about this real quickly, about the virtual assistant agencies. So there's more and more of those. These are like agencies that provide you with with a virtual assistant. They ask you what you need and they provide you what you need. So the great benefit of that is that if that virtual assistant is not a good fit, technically they're supposed to be able to replace that person for you. And also if this person at some point needs to leave, they will do all the work of finding the right person for you. My personal experience with that was not that good personally, but I know people who had a great experience. For me, it is important that my virtual assistants, I actually don't use the term virtual assistant anymore because every person has a role, like I said, and they have a name of, a, of the role. They're not virtual assistants for me. So it's really important for me that whoever joins my team feels part of a team and, and really communicates and relates directly to me when you hire a VA through an agency they might get some extra work from the agency and they feel like they need to report to the agency by the way when you go through an agency you're actually paying the agency you're not paying the VA directly and that affects the relationship a little bit when you want to build a team spirit in your business so VA agencies can be a good thing maybe to start out but down the road I didn't see it as a great way to grow a team try it out and you'll see i'm gonna list all the resources that i shared with you here in the show notes of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 257 all right nomad nation this was a long episode i wanted to dig deeper into how to build a great team i hope this was helpful for you and my big message to you here start as early as you can so that you can acquire these skills and at some point finding the right person will not be a problem anymore for you because you would have already experimented with it and know exactly what you need and how to get it. I can't wait to meet you in the next episode. Stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.